And you cannot fuck with the con with the content creators. It's true. Now now it's recording. Barber too. Don't fuck with the content creators. What did she say? What did she say? I can't wait. Do you want me to get this out of here? Nope. You want anything, bro? Um, Crown Vanilla sounds great. Crown Vanilla? I feel like Crown Vanilla, you, like, you won't like, do shots of that. We're not going to sip on Crown Vanilla. Okay, what do you want to sip on? I don't know. Take your pick. We got a lot here. Not, not interested in that. The Caribbean? All right, Corey. Remember, Mike's six inches away from Mo. No more than a foot. Isn't this what he got you down there? I think this will work here. I'm good right here. Or do you want to... Do you want to do the old scout? Yeah, we can do that. Did you buy that? No. Mikey, maybe? Mikey bought that the other day. The few is good. We can open the red breast. I'm not opposed to that. Red breast, 15 year. All right, let's get into that. All right, I'll open that up. David, we live? Yeah, we're live. We're live, live? Because, um, damn, who bought this for me? I think, I think <clears throat> Anthony, another Anthony. Yeah. Not else. the OG, yeah, another Anthony. <laughs> um, yeah, this was a gift. He just, he just like bought it because like he's a fan of being a part of the gym. That's a solid member. Solid. Solid member. Right solid there. member. The 15 year red breast, red breast, red breast in general is one of my favorites. <laughs> The 15 year extra classy. Shout out to all the Powerbill members. Yeah, shout out to the Powerbill gym members. You guys are fucking awesome. Literally, all all this right here that you guys see, that's, that's are all gifts. I think the only thing I bought was maybe the Crown Vanilla when we were down in Atlanta. I brought it back because we didn't touch it. Nothing to celebrate down there, at least. Just kidding. A lot of, lot of good performances. A <laughs> lot of good performances. <clears throat> Yeah, so that's why we're here. As I'm opening this bottle, we can kick off this episode doing a USPA Tested Nationals recap mm. with the OGs, BK and Tone Depot. Yep. Appreciate being back. I know you guys were a big fan last time these guys were on. It's always good to hear from the OGs, people that break it down. There we go. Only tell the truth. Yeah, tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. People need that. No sugar coating. Nope. Oh, oh man. shit. Probably hurt some feelings today. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah. So, we'll kick it off talking about the lifting first. We'll start on a positive. I feel like everyone fucking crushed it. Everyone. BK competed. Tell them how you did. Yeah, man. So, set PRs on all three lifts. Finally hit my lifetime goal of, of 1,600 pounds. Um, actually have Tone right here to thank for that. Tone handled me all day. Um, yeah, went in with a goal of hitting 1,600. Came out hitting 1,600 and admittedly shed a tear or two because I've been doing this a while. I don't know if you guys know. We got to replay that time. video. Can you send David that video? Yeah, I'll have to resend it's, that video. It's wholesome. Please it is. Do. It is. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing this a while. And, uh, yeah, 1,600 just been a number that's been – you know, there that I've been chasing for, for quite a long time. So to hit it, and in a surprising fashion, had to pull a number that uh, wasn't even on the, on the radar for me. Pulled it and just was overwhelmed with emotion. Gave Tone a big hug, shed a tear or two, and, yeah, we'll get that video up. I'll yeah, tell you. him. You shit the bed on squats. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, no he, I did. You really I did. did. You hit a PR in your second. I did hit a PR But it wasn't second. what you – you wanted the 600, yep. so you had to work a little bit more. Yeah. And Tone made the fucking – 
game day a one decision to just send it on the third deadlift yeah. pull a little audible yep pull back on the bench a little bit save some energy and then yeah we just we just sent it on the third deadlift 672 which was like a 45 pound pr so it was uh, looking like it was going to be a hail mary the way the meet started not that it was bad no but we knew he wanted a 600 pound squat and just seeing how warm-ups moved his last two warm-ups just didn't move great and if anybody knows BK, you got to just keep him in the right headspace. So it's like one of the worst things you could do is when he's like, how'd that look? Is be like, it looked really fucking slow. <laughs> but so he came up and he was like looking at me. He was like, it moved slow. I said, yeah, it was a little slow. But I wasn't worried. I figured we'd have been okay. Yeah. You know, the opener was okay. Yeah. But then you took a 16-pound PR on your second attempt, 578. And I'm looking at you and he just was like, load it. So I'm thinking, it's not there, but it's, not, you know, <laughs> it's a national level meet. You guys yeah. drove 15 hours. Like, yeah. why not? Yeah. But so that. after that, I'm thinking, all right, you know, just trying to like do the math, thinking where are we going to end up? And then with your, with bench, yeah. tied your PR on your second attempt. They gave him a longer press command. They were letting people, you specifically, they let you yeah. die. I was drowning. <laughs> die with the 450 on your chest. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, a longer press command and it, it didn't move slow, but it no, just, just it didn't yeah. move what I wanted to see. So I'm like, let's just take him up two and a half keys. Quick press command, smoked it. Had at least another five keys in the tank. And he's looking at me like, you know what I have to pull now, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking like, yeah, 672. Like, this is literally going to be like a yeah. two seconds left on the clock, no timeouts. Like, yep. we're just going to Hail Mary it. Yeah. Um, but the way your deads were moving, I, I remember messaging Rob, like, at warm-ups and I was like 672 is gonna fall today like yeah. it has to yeah and it did and it did so you finally. had you had some left in the tank too but oh, I, yeah. I you opened with 600 it moved like a paperweight <clears throat> yep. took 639 for your second yeah I'm like I'm standing there like all right 672 secures 1600 and I was thinking we could probably load 677 or 683 it's there but I did not want to get greedy and just I would I felt like I would have failed as a handler if yeah. I would have did that. Like, yes, it would have been great if you hit that to get the extra, but would have been more. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. mission accomplished with the sixteen hundred. And if you guys didn't know, Tone is actually a professional game day handler. <clears throat> yep. So we got to give him the plug there. If you ever need game day handling locally, or he will travel. You were at the showdown, right? Mm -hmm. Came to Nats. You know, we'll do a little traveling. Take care of his bill. I'm we'll available. Make sure that you have the best. <laughs> meat of your life yeah cannot speak to the importance of a good handler no yeah I mean, we we had five days of in, in atlanta we had that meet we just came back to on saturday like yeah. so many people don't know what they're doing Whether even at the, national even meets, at national yeah, even meets, at national meets, I, mean, I, was, I was i don't know i'm not i guess i'm not surprised i always see this at the national meets but it's like how many i guess they're like frantically warming up like we were we had a lifter in a there would be like frantic B lifters trying to like get in our warm ups. I'm like, guys, you're in the next flight, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you have about 45 minutes before you're going to want to touch the bar. Yeah. They're like, well, I mean, it, you know, and I'm like, no, you're good, bro. I'm like, trust me. You're going to thank me later. I'm like, chill. Yeah, I've seen that a bunch. You, you know, even at the like local meets, you see it all the time. Sure. Marie just had her meet. And, like, there was a few kids. I was like, man, I don't know if these kids are just about to shit their pants, took too much pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were a going A combination crazy. of two. I was like, but they're a full flight ahead of where they need to be. And, yep. you know, mm -hmm. it's it's obviously your first meet. There's always going to be things that you're a little unsure of. But if you have a handler, if you have a coach, that's going to make things so much smoother. So 
if you're going to make any type of investment, I always bring this up, but find a, find a handler, find a coach, make your life easier, have a lot of success, have a lot more fun. Yeah. Highly so. undervalued aspect of yeah. the sport itself. 100%. It is. It doesn't make sense to spend 16, 20 weeks prepping for a meet and just have no idea what you're doing on meet day. Yeah. You know, it's well, especially <clears throat> when you get some, like I can only speak for myself, but I know majority of coaches, Colin, like yourself, and you, when you're handling somebody, especially even when it's like a friend or even not, you kind of learn to invest in the meet. No, for sure. And I feel like I'm out there with them. And so that's kind of why, like, especially when people hit those goals that they're looking for, like when you hit that 672, yeah. like I remember I sent my girlfriend Jocelyn the video right afterwards and she was like, I thought for a second you guys were going to make out. <laughs> and of course, like that's like the word going around. But honestly, like after he hit that, I could I could have kissed him, especially <laughs> considering, you know, that nobody saw this, but we actually fought like after his yeah. after his, his third squat, like we I went on, we told him. He said, "If I didn't load 600, yeah. we were fighting." And I told him, "If he didn't squat it, we were fighting." <laughs> so we had so a yeah, like the live feed kind of glitched out. We were like knocked over banners. Yeah. There's a reason you know, that platform was behind. It uh, was like a big deal. So day. it was it was good to like end the note on that. Yeah, day. make up for but, it. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, get get note. yourself a good handler, like whoever it may be. But just get get somebody that knows what they're doing because yeah. that's. Yeah, just, I mean, even if you don't know anyone, just there's got to be somebody you're training around. Just fucking ask them. Half the time, they'll probably be thankful that you asked. It'll be like a compliment to them that you're like, oh, man, yeah, I'll help you out. And it'll make the meet day so much smoother. I mean, I don't know. It's it's crazy. You still see this even after, like, people like myself. And I know you hear it all the time from other people on the Internet. But it's like, you know, get somebody to help you on meet day. Yeah, you don't want to put in all that work and then have it just go to shit because mm -hmm. you maybe don't understand commands or maybe you just – or warming up early or wasting energy and then you burn out too late in the meet. It's just, there's so many things that could go wrong if you don't know what's going on. So there's, there's also a, I see it all the time. People get an emotion and I've been guilty of this, but people get an emotional attachment to a number that yeah. they want to hit. Yeah. Even when sometimes it's just not there or it could be there, but it could exponentially take away from the rest of the day, mm -hmm. especially if it's, if you're going to send it on your third squat and, you're gonna grind out an RPE 12 and hit a fat PR, but almost like blow an O-ring in the process, mm -hmm. you're, you're probably gonna crash and burn later on in the day. And that's where it's good to have somebody that can watch and just based off of how it moved, how you look, they can kind of like, and after a while, like with handling, it becomes like instinctual. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I just, I get like a feeling the way I see something <clears throat> and I'm, sometimes you just get that knee jerk, like, for example, when he when BK pulled his second attempt, I was like, "Yep, yeah, six, seven, Like, there's just no question. Like, I didn't even have to think. But then mm -hmm. there's times where you see an attempt and you're kind of like, uh, I don't know, and you kind of have to like think. And there's well, you know what they want to hit potentially. You're like weighing like, this person wants to hit that cool number. I know they should really do this, and yeah, it can be tough sometimes. It depends on the situation. Sometimes I will allow them to take it. Like, I don't know. I think it was Julius. He had 683 on his last deadlift, and like I could see, I don't know if it was necessarily strength, but I could see his grip was starting to like. There was one where I was like, "Please give him the down command," because I don't know if he's gonna fucking hold on mm -hmm. to this. And uh, he hit 683 on his second, and I was like, realistically, I probably should have only added five keys, but I'm like, we're so close to 700. I know he's been fucking talking about 700 this whole prep. I'm like, it's let's nationals. just load it. And he was also already like. 
he had already added 140 pounds to his total. It was one of those circumstances where I'm like, fuck it, let's send it, let's see what he can do. Yeah. And uh, he, he ended up missing it, but at the end of the day, it was still obviously a positive day. But when you were talking about the grinding out of the squat or like having a lift early in the meet effect later in the meet, I just happened to hear this statistic today while watching Worlds. So if you miss your third squat, 67% of the time, you're going to miss your third deadlift as well. So like that, and that's, that's always something I've just like preached to all my, all my lifters. Cause I, I've heard, I heard something similar to that way back and I'm just competing myself. I know if I've ever missed a third squat, I'm like, wow, that significantly gassed me out later in the meet. But you have to understand like most people, what's your best lift, right? The deadlift. You could probably typically add to the total the most with that lift. So if you're gassing yourself out on a squat, for potentially an extra two and a half to five kilos, you know what I mean? Maybe you should just take two and a half to five less, get a clean, clean third attempt in. You could possibly be sacrificing a third deadlift, which could be an extra 10 kilos or more, depending yeah. on the yeah. lifter. But you have to understand totals are what matter. So if you're chasing a cool number on squat, that's great. But just understand what you're sacrificing when it comes down to deadlifts and you're fucking gassed. So that would be a really good lesson to take from this first couple minutes of this podcast is don't blow your load <laughs> on the squat because it's a long day. No matter what meet you're doing, it's always a long day. And even if you're doing SPD days in training, meet day is totally different. The energy involved, you know, the emotions up and down, you know, it's always a yeah. different animal. Yeah. And you know, the, you gave Julius some great advice when we were down in Atlanta. I, I, <laughs> I think he had asked you, you know, because he was curious about like where he thought his third attempt deadlift was going to be. And I don't remember what he had asked. And Colin legitimately asked him, Julius, do you want to hit cool numbers or do you want to have like a good meet? And but he had a, he made such a great point. You were just saying, like, don't be a cool number lifter. Like, yeah. yes, it's nice to say I hit. A 600 pound squat or i hit a 700 pound deadlift or or so forth but it's like be realistic about what you have that day and what you do in training sometimes can be a good indicator but sometimes doesn't always like carry over so it's always you always have to kind of go by feel and not what's on the sheet and not what's on the paper yeah yeah every meet day is different you never know what's going to happen there's some meets you go to they have certain you know uh tempos you have meet directors that will take breaks in between lifts. Sometimes they say they're going to take breaks. Then they decide last minute they're not going to take breaks. <laughs> Sometimes they add a break. Oh, There's yeah, so many the variables worst. that, like, you can't account for when you're competing. You have to understand, like, the goal is to maximize the day. The goal is to maximize the total on that day. Even if it maybe isn't what you had in your head or it's not what you were hyping everyone up on Instagram about, you were going to hit this and this. <laughs> That doesn't matter. When it comes down to meet day, that doesn't matter. No. Just you gotta you gotta humble yourself on the day you're competing, so that way you can do your best. Because otherwise, you're gonna end up with a lot of disappointing meet day performances. Like I did at my first few meets. I'm always chasing these fucking cool numbers, and what do you know? Most of the time, I ended up missing them on like a third attempt, mm. which drastically impacted my total. Like my first meet was like. Besides the people I competed with being a, it was a good experience. Like the way I performed was fucking awful. I was like, Jesus, I suck. Missed like I, I think I went like four for nine, five for nine, something like that. It was pretty bad. Chasing cool numbers, 
you know, not understanding how energy is going to be affected over the course of a six, seven, eight hour long day. So yeah, that's, that's a huge part of it all. But for the most part, we all fucking crushed it. I mean, getting getting to the team, everybody hit some pretty big PRs, PRs, you know? Yeah. We already touched on Julius. Jeff had a 30-pound total PR. Yeah, Jeff PR'd on every lift. I know Jeff wasn't, like, thrilled with his performance because he has high expectations for himself, but he still PR'd on every lift. Every what, lift. Was it, what, what was his total PR? Do you know? I, so squat he added, I believe, like 17 pounds. Yeah, he hit six Bench he added, like, 10, 10 pounds, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. And then deadlift, he added another 10. It, was, it had to be at a minimum 40 or 50-pound total PR. Yeah. And and he he had missed a few lifts, so to yeah he so went to, six for nine, six for nine I think. So and he missed one on each. And to still have walk away with the total PR yeah. is like that's yeah that's so, that's a that's a pretty good day considering yeah, yeah. gotta be yeah, PRs especially again nationals the traveling you know it's more hectic there's more going on the refs are gonna be strict there's you know any nationals I've been to USPA USAPL. The standards are always higher. Mm. So that's another thing. Remember, it's not a local meet, you know, not nothing against local refs. A lot of them, you know, are great. But nationals, they typically have the best refs with the most experience who are going to be very strict and hold every lift to a certain standard. So Very nitpicky. Nitpicky, right. yeah. <clears throat> and if they see something on your first attempt of whatever it is, they are watching you yep. like a hawk. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of – that's like the biggest thing. It's just – the, the judging, I think, yeah. at those level meets. And that, that's what I think is a little bit of a shock to a lot of people. Because local meets, sometimes things do get overlooked a little bit. Nationals, it's never going to happen. Nothing gets overlooked. No. They're going to actually <clears throat> probably, you know, again, yeah, the other way. Yeah, be a little nitpicky about things that you typically don't see. Like, down at this Nationals, the one big thing was, uh, like, soft knees before you squat. If you had, like, soft knees at all, or if, or if like, when you were bracing, your knees came – like unlocked, unlocked and then locked or vice versa like they were gonna nail you for it. you could you could hit an all-time pr squat sorry reds and it's it's one of those things again you see it overlooked a lot but here they weren't overlooking it same thing with bench elbows if they were unlocked at the start but then at the lockout you were actually locking out all the way reds reds yeah i will say that i despite the fact that they added an extra 300 lifters there was a third platform this year mm-hmm. i thought it ran fairly well considering i thought it was gonna be a fucking circus mm-hmm. and i did like how they ran it this year a little better than last year especially considering there was a lot more um warm-up platforms yeah. in the warm-up area yeah, so like there was there would be platforms where you know sometimes there would be like two or three people on each and it wasn't <laughs> crammed so it was a lot. I felt like it was a lot. E- it was a lot better for the lifter in that regard. Now I didn't compete this year, so like I'm just only speaking from seeing it as like a handler. You know, obviously you guys could, you guys, having competed, could probably speak more to that. But I just remember thinking, I think this would be a much better way to run things. And it got better each day. It did, because you you handled the first day or it two, was, right? Yeah, it was long. It, yeah, it was a little longer day one. There was also like an extra platform or two that like were right in front of where people were going out to the platform. So that that was annoying me. I'm not going to lie. I was yeah. bitching about that a little bit. But then, the, like, the next day we came in, it wasn't there. Right. So that was great. Added a little more space. You could see where, you know, your lifter was at in the lineup. So it was good. They were obviously taking feedback and adjusting. Yeah. 
that's all you can really ask for. I definitely liked it better than last year's setup for sure. Yeah, I like that there was light. Light. Yeah, that was. It, it was much. I do like that better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, my old age. Dark. Yeah, it's not. Remember yeah. in Columbus two years ago, it was like we were at a fucking rave. Like it was like purple and like blue lights. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I feel I like I should be well on there. mushrooms or yeah. acid right now. I don't think I should Wouldn't be well there. <laughs> lifting. Yeah, I just, I was like, I don't know. It was nice. Plus the music was. Whoever the Actually, DJ was was crossing. Got to give a shout out to them on that. Yeah, best music I've ever heard at a meet. Like really, Lil yeah. John was on. Yeah, people Chief were like Keith. getting down. Chief, there was, yeah. the crowd was getting into it. Too. Refs yeah. were dancing. Like when I was putting in attempts, I'm like, lady, chill out. I gotta give you this attempt. <laughs> She's like shaking her ass, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on now. But yeah, music was good. Yeah, Something good else job. I wanted to bring up because um, this seems to happen a lot at local meets when somebody wants to chip mm -hmm. a record yeah. be it a world record national record or state record because liam i know wanted to take the record for his third squat and yeah. i remember it ended up being kind of like a bit of a debacle and i'm not sure exactly what had happened because sometimes <clears throat> i hear it's like oh you 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 have to reach the record or you have to tie it with your with your second or mm. What? So, yeah, the, what happened with Liam is he was going for a national squat record. We wanted to chip it. You can chip national squat records, world records, um, state records too. Can you chip them? Yeah, yeah. I've, so I've you seen can that chip, happen in local yeah, meets. So yeah. you can chip pretty much state, national, or world. So Liam, he was right there um, at a national squat record. I, th I believe it was 220.5 was the current mm. national squat record. So we were – at the uh, – the fuck's the lady called? Takes the numbers. The Expediter. Like, Expediter, I guess. Yeah. You, yeah, Expediter. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, the record's 220 and a half. We want to chip it. And it. what we should have just said is we want to take 221 kilos. Correct, yeah. But we're like, yeah, we want to – you know, 220 and a half is the current uh, national record. We want to chip it. So she just kind of heard 220 and a half. And wrote that down. Then they were like, "That is the record, so we, you can't you can't tie it. Like you can't chip it. Right. You can't chip to tie. You have to chip to, to take the it. record." Yeah. So basically, what it came down to, because of the miscommunication, was we just had to either go back to two twenty, or we had to go up to two twenty two and a half. So yeah. that's what we did. We ended up going up to two twenty two and a half. What really sucks is I feel like it was like just a kilo too heavy. Yep. You know uh, what I mean? It was like if if there was just two twenty one, he probably squeezes it out. Whereas the two twenty two and a half, just it a was, little too much. Well, and I think the simple because Liam also he he had a great meet. Yeah, he still had a great day. Yeah. Um, but his he has like a crazy sticking point in the squat. Like it's he. <clears throat> blows it up out of the hole and it's just like he just hits this brick wall and yeah. it's literally a matter of it's like a 50 50 shot he's he's gonna make it yeah. and i think what also didn't help and i know like we're not big on like making excuses but this kind of shit does make a difference yeah. at a meet so his attempt gets put in he's like he's got his headphones in his music's going He's like salting up. He's like getting ready. And I'm like talking mad shit to him. Like, I'm not going to repeat some of the things that I said to him. <laughs> <laughs> but I said some shit to him to like, you know, get a fire going. And um, 
And then it ended up taking like several minutes to like <clears throat> figure out what was going on. So it's like he was literally ready to step on the platform, take that attempt, and then seven or eight minutes like went by till it was finally like, all right, we figured it out. Yeah. This is what you're taking. Go out there. So it's like, is that the difference of like making or missing the lift? I don't know, but could it could be, it could not, it might not be, but also it's just kind of like, it's a, it's also important to kind of know what you can and can't do in those situations. Yeah. And it, I don't think it was a matter of, we didn't know what, like you said, she heard like yeah. just the number and not, cause typically you tell an expediter, Hey, like, this is the record. We're going to chip it. Yeah. You know, they know what to do, but yeah, a little, little miscommunication. We obviously could have been more clear. I don't want to put any no. blame on yeah. them, but, uh, I remember talking to Eddie and he was just like, I just felt really bad that like, I was kind of in charge of that, like right there. And yeah. that just, that whole situation just kind of like sucked and I felt bad, but no, um, yeah, it's definitely one of those. So it's not anyone's fault really. Like yeah. some people would be, will be quick to blame the judges and the yeah. expediters it's, no yeah. shit happens sometimes shit happens yeah. i think definitely you lose a little momentum though when like they have to huddle up and kind of figure out what's going on i mean shit i think didn't you already like crack them in the back too at that point like, <laughs> you already lit them up yeah but, i mean you know. he was he was like definitely ready and i remember just time like going by i remember We're thinking, beating like, the oh, shit out of him in the back yeah literally <laughs> just like fucking clubbing him over the head <laughs> But yeah, it is what it is. He'll get that record. I mean, he's only he's like 13 years old, so he has some years. But yeah, that's it. Years. <laughs> yeah, so Liam did good. We had a, everyone did good. I don't know if we got to talk about every individual, but Mikey had the unicorn. Ma yeah, meat. we got to bring up Mikey. That he was, was probably the like unicorn the highlight. I mean, if you want to talk about meats going basically perfectly, right? Like, I don't know what he could have done to make it any better. He went nine for nine. PR'd on every lift, and not only was it a PR on every lift, they were like milestone numbers, like cool numbers. They were <laughs> cool numbers. They, they were cool numbers. Which PRs, normally yeah. we're not like we're not <laughs> advocating for, but in his case, he just happened to be set up to take these. So he hit the 660 squat, which is 300 keys. It's always kind of that coveted number everyone wants. Yeah. Uh, 400 bench. Everyone wants 400 on bench. I mean, very impressive. And then 700. Deadlift, yeah. and he hit. So he hit actually the six. I think he hit like six, whatever, six ninety nine point seven five on his second, mm -hmm. which you know it's fucking seven hundred. Yeah. But on his third, he ended up just obviously leaving no doubt with seven eleven, which also put him at what did he want? He wanted like a, I don't know, some fucking dots, four eighty dots. I don't know. He, he had, had like, like a, I think he finished with four seventy eight yeah, or something. I, I remember it, looking. And it, it was, was like right a, there. Definitely yeah. a, a dots. PR, total PR, every lift PR, yeah. ended up placing fourth, I believe. Just missed, yeah. He just missed it, but what was just it? Just like missed key, the like podium. I believe no, third was place like... was 810. Yeah. He was at 802, oh, okay. 802 right. and a so half. A little, a little more than one. Yeah, no, so he was like, very yeah. close to yeah getting on the podium. And this year, the 242s were actually like... <clears throat> Monsters. Yeah, there were some I heavy mean, hitters. Um I forget the kid that won, but he, I think it was like 8.32 and a half. And the then, kid, he was 22 years old, right? Was that Jerome? Jerome, Jerome yeah, Jerome something. He was open. He watches this, so And, <laughs> yeah, Jerome, shout out. Shout out to you, bro. You fucking smoked Smashed everyone. It. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he was a standout. Ju junior and open, 2.42. And then uh, Tracy Curry. He was, in, he was in our flight. Yeah, he was, he, he was he's, a monster. He's dude. the homie. Really mm -hmm. nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's cool as shit. Um, 
I forget what the total was. I think it was like 820 maybe, 815, somewhere in between there. And then third, yeah, it was 810. So, Some monsters. Yeah. Much better than last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, last year I I shouldn't even have – I, I almost didn't even get a total on the board. I somehow, like, scraped away a win, but obviously the competition was a lot lighter. But, yeah, this year was stacked. It was. And it figures that dealing with what you were dealing with going into the meet with the hernia situation, yeah. you're like, I'm taking two squats, I'm taking two deadlifts, and you had whites on all squats. Like, buried them all. I was like – Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> I will not get a red on depth this year. I, I was – I told Tone, watch me in the warm-up room, and I was like, be critical. He's like, eh, I'd go a little lower. So I fucking went lower. Once we got out on the platform, I was like – I felt like I was at depth. I'm like, nah, let's go even more. Yes. Yeah, squats felt good. And they moved well, yeah, too. squats felt like I – was, I was debating a third squat, and I'm like, nah. And it's good I didn't, because honestly, I thought my intestines were shooting out of me <laughs> on the second deadlift. Like, the 705 deadlift actually scared the fuck out of me, because I could, like, feel it bulging out below my belt. And I'm mm. like, this feels not normal. Not, not good. It's not good. But, yeah, we got it done anyway. I was ha- I was happy. It was fun. No excuses. Yeah. We, uh... We didn't win the team award, though. We, we Yeah. I know that's something that's come up in these podcasts a couple of times. I know we were talking a whole lot of trash. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't for a uh, lack, lack of, of talent the, or no. score. Definitely would have. I would I love to see the, the dots. We probably would have. Had to have. We'll, had, we'll, we'll have Mikey looking at that. I feel like he's really analytical. Yeah. He'll figure that out. We'll but have him look at the stats. Yeah. Our average dots would have had to have be around 480. Yep. Because, like, I was around 480, Mike was around 480, Debo was like 540. I was just about to say, of all people to talk about, meet oh, yeah. fucking Debo. That's true. We're going to have to bring like. Debo up in a second <laughs> here. Um, I believe Steph was around 470. Winona, Winona was probably yeah. 480-ish. That's what I'm somewhere so you got four, I think because it's six people, right? Yeah. yeah you, your top six mm-hmm. is what uh, registers for the team award. Yeah, so, you know, just to get right to it, I missed – the team entry deadline. <laughs> didn't know there was a deadline. Yeah, we didn't know there was Listen, a deadline. Yeah. What happened was, what had happened <laughs> what had was, um, the last two years we went to nationals, we've entered a team. I didn't do it until we got to nationals. Like, I literally, like, as one of our first lifters was weighing in, I'm like, hey, can I enter our team? They would, like, they would give me a piece of paper, and we, like, wrote the team in. This year, I didn't, you know, I didn't recognize the fine print. The deadline was, like, May 2nd. Like, I literally missed it by, like, weeks. Like, we didn't have a chance. <laughs> I did try and pull some strings. I was like, yo, we're a sponsor. I'm like, you know, we won last year as a team. I'm like, you don't want to get us, you know, you know, back? No. Guy wasn't hearing it. So, we didn't – we weren't able to enter the team. My bad, guys. Um, but shout out – so, this is actually a really cool story. Um, shout out to the team that did win. I believe it was like Supreme Strength, I believe is like the team I name. That's what I saw, yeah. Um, and so the cool part about it is they're super strong, right? Um, the, the, I don't know if he's like the head coach or if he's kind of like the ringleader or whatever, but um, what's his name? Cat, Cat, you know what I'm talking about? 75 kilo. It's not ringing a bell. I'm going to bring, I'm, I, yeah, listen, I'm going to bring his name up before I butcher it. Yeah, pull him but, up. He is cool as fuck. Yeah, Cashmere Hughes. Okay. Not, you know what I'm talking about? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of got like faux hawk kind of cut. Super fucking strong. I've seen him at Nationals the last couple of years. Always incredible. I think he I think he won the 75s. 
I'd have to double check that, but still, monster. Anyway, last year after we won, like we we rolled up heavy last year. <laughs> this year too, but like last year was like the first year we kind of like rolled up deep. Team, yeah. Like we had like fucking cool shirts <clears throat> made. Like we did the whole thing. Everyone balled out. We 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 like put on a show. Um, so we won best team. He he sent me a message last year, and was just like, "Yo, man, like, really cool to kind of see you guys show up like that heavy and like do what you did." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Literally, that's goals for me and like our team." He's like, "We want to do the same thing next year," and these motherfuckers come out and win. They pulled up and won. Yeah. So I was like, when I seen that they won, I was like, you know what? If somebody else had to, yeah, take I'm it, like, yeah. that's pretty fucking cool. <clears throat> that is cool. So. Good, good for them, and uh, congrats on that. They they have some monsters like um, Cashmere is a beast. One of their other uh, guys was in the same class as Nick Evans, who's another monster that came down with us. He's an 80, 80, uh, 181 junior, and that class was pretty stacked. And it was basically Nick and the other guy that was with their team for battling for like first and you know first. Wow. It literally came down to the last polls. They were tied going into their third polls. And uh, we played like a little like <clears throat> trick, tr- little trickery. I don't even know if they noticed, but what he had in for his third, we were pulling to put us like two and a half kilos above. Yeah. Nick pulls it, slightest bit of downward bar movement. Like mm. he locks it out, but on the way up there, w- there was a little bit of downward bar movement. It was just like the slightest little glitch. So we didn't end up getting it, and then it came down to the other – well, the other guy kind of already did wrap it up. We didn't know at the time, but he weighed in a little lighter. Mm. But still, this kid went up for his third, literally like an identical pull. Slight bit of downward bar movement ended up missing, and then it just literally came down to body weight. So Nick came in second, but uh, that was a fun battle. That was definitely a, a fun day, like watching them two go at it because they were like neck and neck all day. And there was another kid that was pretty close too, but they ended up pulling away a little bit on deadlift. So – it was fun, yeah. It's a, it was it, it was more competitive this year, which made it, which made it so much more fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Debo, we got to get into Debo a little bit. Eighteen you ninety know. total, monster total, and I think like the the best part about it is, I don't know if you guys seen, but he bombed at the USPA LA Fit Expo meet literally the week before. So the weekend before, he flew flew out to LA, competes, doesn't go well. He ended up bombing, literally, like, <clears throat> depth. If you guys follow Debo at all, the only issue he really has is depth. And uh, they got him. And he basically just scratched the rest of that day, obviously knowing that we had another meet coming up. So this meet, we adjusted our openers, made sure he was more conservative. So he comes out, hits his opener on squat. Immediately we're like, all right, breath breath of uh, relief. We're in, we're in the meet. We're in the meet. We have a total. Yeah. Unfortunately, the next two, he did end up missing on depth. Again, no no struggle with strength. We went 683. He just just very – his second attempt was on the line. I could have went either way. His third was just high. But comes back, destroys bench. I've never seen him bench this way. Like, I was like – honestly, I was like, I thought he could bench 500. It just everything looked easy. <laughs> he did end up hitting a huge PR of 452 on his third. So that was that was great, and then deadlift just fucking shut the meat down with like seven eighty nine, seven eighty eight, mm-hmm. and 
honestly, like I was thinking we should have went more because I went, we went 705 opener was a joke. We went 760 because I was like, all right, let's kind of gauge where we're at for today. Smoked that, but he came off and he was like, man, that felt like a house. And I'm like, looked like fucking RP six and a half. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to, I want to have him end. I want, I, I told him after squats, I was like, we're not missing another attempt. So I just put in something a little more conservative. I was like, it's still going to be a meat PR for him. It's, it solidifies a huge total PR. He already had the, the class wrapped up, and uh, he fucking obliterates 788. David, you got to post the video right here. Yeah. But um, obliterates it. Like, literally, like if, I, I feel like he would have demolished 800. I, it, it was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it reminded me of last year. Yeah. His third, he took 772 after, I remember your guy's last training session, your last deadlift session before Nationals last year. Yeah. He missed 765. Yep. And then he took 772 for his third last year. And it just like, I mean, that, that video is out there of like all of us were watching and we that went fucking sick. ape shit. Yeah. And then he took a fourth and, you know, just, you get, yeah. they give yeah, you three minutes, yeah. five minutes, whatever. And, it's kind of hard to come back and do that, yeah, uh, okay, but yeah. but yeah, seven eighty eight. It reminded me of exactly of his seven seventy two the year before. It just like he just stood up with it. It yeah. was just like what the. It fuck? was nutty, but yeah, we could have. Uh, we were debating on the eight hundred national record, which actually would have topped Roman. Wow. Yeah, so we could have chipped it. It would have been. I think it would have actually ended up being like eight oh three, but yeah. He still ended on like a high note. His next meet, he's pulling eight for his yeah, third. Like no, that's yeah, just, no doubt. And he's about totaling it. over over nineteen. Because yeah. if he hits that second squat, he's got it. Oh yeah, yeah. That would he would have broken nineteen hundred yeah. total, which is huge. It's just got two twenty. Keep him healthy in training. It's just you know got to bring the intensity down a little bit. Keep him healthy. Honestly, I think I think in a, a absolute healthy prep, healthy meet, I think he could go nineteen fifty in his next meet. Yeah, that's so. that's there. If he if he if he can log three that third squat yeah I mean the rest of it kind of takes care of itself yep I yeah, think it's also nutty. I think it's also worth mentioning that uh, Corey's content hit the self revive mm. <laughs> on, on his third deadlift attempt yeah. I hope people saw that we have to get he that up too he had to oh he definitely did yeah There's incredible the <laughs> he did. most views it was it was like a perfect third attempt call. Because he he got halfway up, he was like legs were shaking, and it was he's either gonna just drop the bar or pass out, yeah, or make the lift. He makes the lift, gets the down command, and takes a second, <laughs> and then he like Dave Chappelle like Chappelle show style just faints, yeah, like faints. Oh, but then you see man. him, he hits the self <laughs> revive. He gets up, and the guy, the spotter behind him, like kind of smiled, but like so. I don't know if anybody else saw, but some of the other spotters like standing around looked fucking pissed. Like they were just like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, go. <laughs> yeah, long well, enough day as it is. That's definitely I, notable. Because I, I actually thought he like passed out. It yeah. was very believable yeah, thought he, yeah. the way that third pull went. Yeah, I thought he. Oh, man. Yeah, we got to hopefully, hopefully Dave can bring Post that up. That yeah, yeah, yeah that put that was... up too. The shakes on that on that oh, lift. It was it was perfect. I and I didn't even know he was doing it. I think Sue actually got a video from the front, which is gonna be better. But like from the side, when he pulls it and then puts it down, and I like bring the camera up to the lights and it's whites. So I'm like I like turn. I'm like in shock. Like oh my god! I like turn 
But then as I look back, I had the camera still on. He's like on the ground, like doing the thing. And I'm <laughs> like, like, is Corey the having f- a heart attack? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? He uh, he did warn somebody. Was it you that he warned to keep it rolling? Well, keep I it rolling. So. When he says that, you got to yeah. watch out. Uh, which is impressive because he only trains, you know, three and a half weeks out of the year. That's, I know. And he, and he walked away with, with a PR. PRs also. Yep. This, this guy. PR, I think he tied his PR squat. I think he tied his PR squat and bench, but then he hit an all-time PR. On, or not, well, meet PR on the deadlift. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it was still. Impressive nonetheless, yeah. the fact mm-hmm. that he. His training frequency. three-week prep. <laughs> Every year he comes out and. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, like I don't know how you guys do it with like training so long. We're like, Corey, it's like you don't have to go in and like try go to absolutely kill yourself. nutty. Yeah. Just like take it easy. We're all going to take it easy after this meet and then like kind of build ourselves up. But yeah. I don't know how you do it. Who knows what happens if that kid trains for like four months. That's what everybody was saying. I would love, love to see meet. it just once. How yeah. old is he? 28. Yeah. He's and, and like he's this, oh, this is what he's always done. Every meet, it's like, all right, eight weeks out. Yeah, can you make something for me? I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Let's see what we can do very, here very after your fucking brand. sabbatical of the last nine months. That works out for him, though. Maybe. So we'll, I got some questions here. One of them kind of is uh, pretty suiting. What's the craziest reaction to a PR? I mean, we just talked about Corey's a little bit. That was funny as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, at the meet, if there was anything else that was nuts. I mean, you, you weeping was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, is this is the question? Is it any meet? Is it yeah? Any yeah, meet just, or just any meet. Is it yeah? Non-specific. Just craziest reaction to a PR. I don't know. Crazy. I don't. Know. I've seen. I've, you know. You've seen people get like emotional, and I've seen people actually like cry. Like I know I've like been there. I've had <laughs> I've had those. Um, I've definitely seen like some aggressive post meet like where I've almost thought like I was gonna get fucking punched in the face, yeah, like yeah. just for standing there. Yeah, Quasi once pummeled me in the chest. After I he hits fucking hard too. Yeah. He does. Yeah, he hits I very was, hard. I was, I was feeling worse after that than the actual pull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was. I was at the meet at, at uh, a winter war at your place. I was it winter war. Whenever it was over at Conchi. Oh yeah. Pulled six twenty eight, which is a PR, and quasi dead in the chest. Oh, I remember just, that. Yeah. Oh, not just good. Heart stop for just a second. Not not good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know about crazy ones. Emotional ones for sure. Lindsay had one. Like Lin- Lindsay was. Lindsay's Lindsay was, was on the verge yeah. too. And that was Lindsay's that was, was good because like you could. So, one of my other clients, Lindsay, who went down, also huge shout Crushed out. Him insane meat nine for nine all just big like 20 30 pound prs um won her class just literally like a perfect Another performance unicorn meat. yeah 100 yeah. i don't know if people understand who are watching this like if you compete you probably do but if you don't going nine for nine in the meat pending you're actually pushing it is super super difficult like i've done it i think once maybe twice and i've competed like fucking 30 times <laughs> i suck but still nine for nine with all prs nutty um yeah so in it i think one of the things with her too was she kind of had a back injury after two meets back she had a back injury which was pretty severe like it kept her you know limited in training Big, big point is limited. She still trained. We figured out a way to train. We, you know, did a bunch of accessories. We, we added a bunch of like preventative 
exercises and a lot of it was probably boring and not fun but she did it and that's why she had this meat um, there was actually meat before this she did here just a little kind of tune-up meat and she did well here but it was just more so to springboard her into nationals which is you know why it paid off so much because she crushed everything and yeah after she like literally pulled her third deadlift like while the bar is still in her hands you could like there's a photo sue i think sue shot it's a good photo, and it's just yeah. fucking epic like it needs to be like blown up and i hope it's on her wall or like at least in her gym at home cause she trains at home and um just like eyes shut huge smile just like elation yep, yeah yeah and uh that was a really cool moment but yeah, a crazy story. I this will be a good one. I don't know if you guys have seen or like heard about this, but back at Warhouse, Larry Wheels stopped in the one day. I do remember that. Yeah, with Black Tom Cruise, R.I.P. Legends. That's right. Um, and uh, it was the first time he pulled 900. I, I don't know if we'll be able to find this video, but if we can, we'll have David throw it up here. Mm -hmm. But if you guys have watched Larry before, not so much anymore. I don't see it, but like back in the day, he used to do the, like. PR and it just fucking loses his mind every like, every week yeah every, every three and week, a half days it was it just was like PR, belt yeah. comes off like throws it and he's just like loses his mind he's like fucking vibrating yeah it's yeah. like so I actually wasn't even at the gym on this day but this was back when I was working there and he stopped in randomly literally randomly nobody knew he was coming didn't have any of his gym equipment so he shows up he's like we're gonna deadlift he starts pulling. I guess things were going well. He needed a belt, so he somebody gave him my belt. <laughs> so I had a strong belt from like Slingshot, which is now actually what Corey's Corey's content wears. It's funny how this belt's coming. Oh, this circle. is great. This is but really good. He so he's using my belt. He he ends up hitting 900 for the first time, and I've never even seen this before. But this motherfucker like starts bleed. He's like bleeding out of his chest. I, yeah, I remember you seeing this that video. video. He's like nuts. bleeding out of his chest. Literally bleeds on the belt. It's still there. It's fucking anabolic. <laughs> 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 no wonder Corey's getting so strong on three weeks of training. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but he ends up hitting the 900. Like takes the belt off, throws it across the fucking gym floor, and then just starts fucking losing. He's just like. You know, like people scream nowadays. It's like you can tell it's like forced and like yes. horny. This motherfucker is just like, like straight up. It was like primal, primal, yeah, primal. We, ha I'm gonna have to find. I that remember video. seeing that video when it happened. Yeah. I remember being like, why is he, why is he fucking bleeding like up here? Like I'm expecting blood to come out of his eyes, nose maybe, nose. yeah, like. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, it was like coming out of his like chest, chest it was like dude. abdomen. Somewhere. It was, it's crazy, crazy, it's nuts. But that was that was one of the more uh, nutty celebrations. PR celebrations. All right, I think that one definitely wins. Yeah, that one was that one was interesting. The blood's animal. Jeez, man. Jeff Perry, man, you got some of the biggest supporters. Somebody just literally, not even a question. Get Jeff Perry back for number three. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking love Jeff. Yes, Perry, they man. do. Jeff yeah. Perry is great. He will be back. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. He's he's literally here right now. We will <laughs> have him back. Let's go get him real quick. Yeah. Just go pull him in Maybe here. I'll, I'll, go, him I'll go take the rest of the night off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just say hi. Oh, man. We got to get Jeff. Yeah, we'll get Jeff back for something more interesting than just powerlifting. But uh, here's a good one for you, Tone. When is Tone going to start coaching slash start his own brand? Oh, shit. Yeah. Putting you on the spot. Put me on the spot. Um, you know, I've 
this is an idea I've pondered for a while. I've had many conversations about it, and I've just not actually like dipped my foot into it yet. I've had all sorts of plans. It's just a matter of I haven't actually sat down. I've actually thought of a couple people that don't have that don't currently have coaches that kind of run like juggernaut AI and like yeah. or like just other forms of of uh, training, but they don't have an actual coach because I'm not here to fucking poach anybody or be like, hey man, like why don't you come <laughs> come uh, be my come athlete? Tone training, yeah, systems. like you know what I mean, like so. Yeah. But I've thought about like designing some eight to like sixteen week training blocks for some people. And just kind of being like, hey, um, give this like a try if you want. If you like it, you know, we can kind of like talk. Um, and I think maybe when I finally do put something out there that maybe some people will inquire. And then, but I was planning on just putting someone through like kind of like a simple block, a couple blocks, see how they like it. And then if they want to like hire me from there, they can. Yeah. But my, I'm in my own way with that because. When I would program for myself, which I'm kind of doing like right now until I get back into things, but I tend to like over program for myself because I like, I want to, uh, I want to, okay, so in a training week in this block, I want a front squat, I want a back squat, high bar, I want a back squat, low bar, I want to do SSB, yeah. I want to do duffalo bar, I want to do camber bar. I'm like, that's nine and a half squat variations. <laughs> how, how can I fit that really? into a week? That's kind yeah. of like my main problem. I oh, feel yeah. like that's just with me. It's just a matter of um, just sitting down. How do I want to design it? Do I want to use Excel? Do I want to use it? I'm like, I'm majoring in the minors on this yeah. right now. Like I have like the the training knowledge to like put something together for somebody. And really it's just going to be like an, to experiment. Um, as far as like the coaching goes, I just need to just stop bullshitting and just do it. And, yeah. I, and I realize I've been making excuses about it for a while. As far as starting like an actual like brand, I haven't much thought about I feel like that's something that would kind of come with yeah once I start with the coaching I yeah. mean the handling's kind of like started it a little bit yeah but um I think the coaching would really take it next level and then obviously we'll have I feel like I have no choice I have to get Tone Depot shirts made 100% I'm gonna Is that what you'd call it Tone Depot I don't know what I would call it but it, I think it would have to be something um I have to you know there would have to have a good name I don't want to just be like another you know like Tone one, Fitness yeah, I, yeah, because I, and I think like there's so many, and I just think <laughs> fitness to me, fitness just sounds like lame, yeah. really, really, really <laughs> lame. <laughs> we talked about that all the time. Yeah, people. I mean, you you're a personal trainer already. Like you've done personal training. Yeah, it's not like this would be like something brand new. It's just more so like putting it out there. Yeah. To you know offer the services to people. Um, yeah. So I mean, you're already more than qualified. I mean, meet experience yourself. You've been handling people for fucking years. I've been approached by a few people kind of like, yo, like, if you're ready to be Bill Belichick, like, I'll be Tom Brady. And I'm like, I'll let you know. And then, (laughs) you know. um, I don't want to be great. I'm okay. Yeah, so it's it's definitely there. But, yeah, six and a half years, like, personal training experience. Like, and then I programmed for other people and stuff. But, you know, obviously. I mean, you get the ins and outs of it. So it's. Competitively, it's a little different. And I just think. I just, I overthink a lot of that stupid shit about like, well, when would I, you know, yeah. 
take them from going doing sets of eight to five and it's just like i know i know i just gotta stop like fucking around so yeah let's just say that's actually very refreshing because most people are the absolute opposite and they're like well i actually just went to a powerlifting meet (laughs) i see how it works i'm I'm gonna coach so i'm i'm pretty sure i'm qualified to To charge 150 dollars a month yeah I get it. They're out fucking poaching people. They're like, yeah, yeah. like I could coach you. I could go. Oh, your coach is this person. Nah, I could coach you. Yeah. Well, that's that's, the worst. And that's like another thing too. You think about um, in this industry, you know, a lot of people, especially in this area, a lot, everybody kind of knows everybody. And it's like, it's inevitable that maybe your coaching style may not jive with a certain athlete and they may say i don't think i'm getting the results i want or i don't like this or maybe we just don't jive well like our communication and then they're going to go to somebody else and that person they may go to maybe somebody that you know someone that you're cool with and acquaintance with or you just don't fucking like at all yeah so it just could be like kind of you know i feel like i'm sure you've probably had clients that went to someone else or whatever and either that's that's not a big deal at all but it's definitely like a dynamic right. that probably yeah. happens and the last thing i want to do is like come on the scene and be like taking clients like from people if somebody wants to like come with me then like that's their you know yeah. i just feel like that's kind of an interesting when you kind of put your foot in the coaching pool no you know, for sure that's yeah, gonna you, happen yeah like, inevitable you, you definitely can't take things personal there's gonna be some clients that click and you're you like they're with you for life and then there's going to be some where six months goes by and they're like ah, i think i'm going to try something different yeah. and it just might be a stylistic you know mm-hmm. thing and that's fine um yeah i i've had that happen i've had clients leave go to other coaches come all back. over the place <laughs> yeah. yeah actually yeah i've had i've had plenty of that too i've had clients say they, they leave they try somebody else they come back because they realize eh, maybe i don't like that maybe i did didn't mind calling you know or maybe i liked calling stuff or whatever but it happens all the time yeah i mean you're not gonna in today's world when there is now like an oversaturated oh, market of so like bad. coaches everyone's always somewhat think like everyone's gonna kind of be like oh this person has like this secret ingredient that this person does. And it's like, well, no, I mean, most of the time there's going to be like a certain level of coaches who actually know what the fuck they're doing. And it's more so if you're buying in or not, you're probably going to get results. If you're not buying in, you're not going to get results. So it's who, who are you going to buy into? And sometimes that's a style thing. Sometimes it's a personality thing. A lot of it comes down to that. I mean, even personalities just clicking and, being able to have like positive communication and dialogue that way, you know, the coach you're working with can make adjustments or knows what's, what, what's working, what's not, what you like, what you don't like. So that's a huge part of it. Communication is probably like the most undervalued thing, but it's most important really. What you just said about the buy-in that is almost more important than the actual X's and O's Mm -hmm. itself because and they, I, I know they've done studies on this, but it's like when an athlete like truly believes in what they're doing, mm-hmm. they are they will see monumental progress for that reason. You can be giving them a great program, and if they and they're making progress, but if they themselves like don't believe in that or even like you as a coach, like they're not gonna like progress as well. The you could the program could be hey listen you're gonna like run up and down the stairs and take the trash out, you know, for seven sets. And, and if they fucking love doing that and they believe in <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. they're going to make progress, you know? 
No, not saying 100%. that. Not saying that should be in your programming, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never know. Sometimes you. I mean, some that's people. That's probably the staple of your. I'm gonna add that yeah. in yeah. the Liam's program. Let's get, take, take the, the trash fucking out. trash out. That, get your shine box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's that's a big one. So I'm glad you mentioned that. This is kind of fucked up, dude. This one says, "Will BK drop down to 198?" Holy! Why would they even want that? They don't want me down there. I would like to whoever see, that I would was. like to see you at 198, and then just do like a photo shoot, just like a flat, like a black and white photo shoot, just like full bodybuilding coming down to 198. Just, well, we're just, just doing build. bodybuilding things for the next year, so, so Colin, Colin and I happen. are going to be bodybuilders. Actually, I don't know if that's. been I've already started, enough. dude. Last mm. night did yeah. like five exercises. Was done in 30 minutes. Slight pump. Yeah, felt good. That's good. That's it. Get Sue Tran to follow you around. Yep. And then you're makes you're you look in. like that's a fucking IFBB that, pro. That's real what quick. it is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That comes with the territory. Yeah. Dude, people are just like trolling at this point. Is it Corey uh, again? It's got to be. This, <laughs> it's Corey. This is Corey. This, you want to know what Corey said? He said, is, B, is BK a Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would have got that earlier. Early. That's he was in here. fucked yeah. up, man. That's just, you know, that's what Corey does. BK is not a Muppet. For the not. Corey's low-key king troll. He, he is. is the king troll. And he loves to hear himself talk. Like, I don't know if you – like, he thinks he's the funniest person in the history of people. Like, yeah. he will stand here until he gets a laugh out of you because he'll talk to you for 25 minutes and he'll finally get that laugh out of you. And then he's like, see, I'm pretty funny. I he, just, he just takes shots at you all day. All day? Yeah. But he, you know what he does? He takes the low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Like That's true. The ball, the – you know what I mean? Yeah. Soft target, I guess. Yeah, it's what he th- – come on. There's nothing soft here. No, you know no. I mean? We're not come on now. that. Come on now. This is another one for Tone. Why does Tone eat enough for a family of four? That is true. That's how you get fucking strong. That's how you get jacked. Tone right? ordered two meals Tone every time. Two entrees. Two entrees every <laughs> restaurant we went to in Atlanta. When if someone ever offers to buy my meals, you just you I I should probably give you like a what is a it? warning? Like a, yeah. Like, well, no, like a there's a disclaimer, disclaimer like a yeah. non-disclosure or just something like, hey, listen, it's a disclaimer. You're right. Yes. Well, I, I just I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you need to know you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You yeah, know, two meals in addition to like the appetizers and stuff like that. Like you're getting soup, salad, splitting some wings and then getting your I, salmon and steak. I, I love food. I love to eat. But also, like, I mean, in the in the world of trying to get as strong and as jacked as as possible yeah. without using some s- extra supplements without yeah. being enhanced. Like, yeah. and even if you do decide to do that, you got to fucking eat, you yeah. know, yeah. you got to eat. I'm pretty That's, sure you only used uh perp at that barbecue place to like, as a cover, you were like, does anybody want to split this uh, family meal? I'm going to get a couple pounds. <laughs> Because you can order meat by the pounds down yeah, there. And he's sure, like, hey, yeah. I, I want two pounds of the brisket. Too. Does anyone want to split this so I can well, the funny perp thing at is, it like six wings to the meal? And you had, you know, three pounds of brisket, the, three pounds the chicken of chicken, fried, the chicken fried two rib, sausages, which were amazing, by mac the way. and cheese, chicken. Yeah, you were. I've, yeah, been, I've, been, the, I've been needing to start my own. I need to talk to Food Network about getting my own show. That would be cool. Kinda you like kind of look like the, the old guy like, from Man vs. Food. Like if, he lo- if the guy from Man vs. Food lost like... Which you look like pounds? the fit version of, of him, whatever what, that Adam, Adam Richmond. Adam Richmond, yeah. you, do. <laughs> you do a little bit. I would do it. Can Does we get a side by side of Adam Richmond and Tone right now? Dude, David? Use the use the Adam because Adam Richmond did lose, lose weight, weight at one point. So yeah, lose really? the yeah. So use the that weight, one, the weight side loss. by side. What a job that guy had, right? I would. I mean, that would be great. Yeah. 
just train, just train, and then like I don't think he's training. Food challenges. He's not, but but no. So the question, why do I? That I mean, that's why. Yeah. Like so, if because I know a lot of people. There's so Mm. many lifters. I'm not gonna throw any names out there yet. I'll I'll kind of spare you since we're on here. But when I talk to people about like what do you weigh in or depending on their weight class, no, don't hold back. That's Corey. I'm like hey, well, don't Corey's definitely he's, definitely he's definitely one of them. But yeah. um, you you know you ask like what do you eat in a day, and then you hear it, and then how much water do you drink? Nothing. I'm like, I, there's there's 12 year olds out there that are eating more than this. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you want to be strong, yeah. you know. Yeah. What, would, what what kind of advice would you give somebody that needs to eat more? If somebody's like, oh, I don't know, I'm just not hungry or I don't have time. Like, what what do you do to like get the calories in and make sure you're staying fueled for training recovery? That's a good question because for like the longest time, I remember when I when I had first really got into training and after I had I had cut a ton of weight and I was like, all right, I'm like down to like a clean slate. Now I need to just put on as much muscle tissue as much dense tissue as possible and you know i think i put like a quick 13 15 pounds on and i like hit that wall and i remember being like ah i'm just a hard gainer i'm a hard gainer Mm -hmm. i'm a hard gainer and then i started really tracking my food um macros and seeing like where i was at and i just was like yeah i just i don't know and then i just started eating more and then like magic yeah, putting well, weight on now presto. sometimes eating more is not just the answer so one thing that i did because sometimes if you're eating five to six meals a day and you know you, you work a full-time job and you it's it's hard if you're when your job is not just training and and eating yeah. so sometimes you can't add any more meals so what you have to do is one of the best things is you add more calories per bite you just make each meal a little bit more dense. So if you're have like breakfast is like eggs and say like oatmeal, like add in some like English muffins or bagels, like some almond butter, some fruit, like have some goddamn fruit mm-hmm. and some vegetables, you know, cause that will actually help you absorb and assimilate some of your nutrients yeah. and uh, actually take in like what you're eating rather than just shitting it out, you know? Yeah. But I think like trying to make your meals a little more dense uh, can cut down on trying to eat more meals. Yeah, make the calories count. Uh, nutrient timing <clears throat> is also like a big one too. Like as far as if you're going to be training, and it takes some like experimentation because if you're going to be training and say like, all right, I get off of work in 30 minutes, going right to the gym. So it's like, all right. Sometimes if you eat a meal too close to training, not that like. It, it, that it may not sit well in your stomach or or whatnot, but depending on what you eat, like sometimes, me, if I have if I uh, have carbs too close to training, obviously we need them uh, <clears throat> for energy, for fuel, for recovery, all the above. But sometimes I find if I have them a little too close, it kind of gives me more of like a uh, calming effect on like my nervous system, and I kind of I'm driving to the gym and I just feel like I'm. And when I say carbs, it could just be something simple like white rice or like rice cakes. I get like this calming effect on my nervous system where I'm driving to the gym and I just feel tired and it's hard for me to kind of get activated with training. There's some people that can do that and like they feel fine. So I, I try to time some of my meals a little further out from training, give it some time to kind of like get into the bloodstream, yeah. 
kind of absorb it and like be ready. But you have you have to just you have to just fucking eat first of all. Yeah. But you have to kind of experiment a little bit, like what works for you, like what doesn't work for you. Uh, I mean, the peri workout like window, so like pre workout, intra workout, post workout. That's like the most important part. Like especially if your goal is, I mean, if you want to for fat loss strength gain muscle gain like that you really need to like take care of that and like prioritize your nutrition around there the most yeah yeah i think um the carb thing it's a good point because i'm one of those people like if i have carbs i'm like down and out yeah certain like i it probably depends on how i'm getting them i feel like uh what i've been doing lately is doing carb powder like a carbolin Mm -hmm. big fan throw that in with my pre-workout i feel like it's like you know, giving me some fuel. I'm feeling good, easily digestible. Mm-hmm. You know, combined with the pre, yeah, tastes great, light, sits well. If I do something like pasta or like, oh, no, or even <clears throat> honestly, any anything like, if I do something anything heavy, it's just gonna weigh me down. Yeah, you know what I mean. White rice, I don't know. White rice, I feel like I'm like, I, I agrees with me. Like, I can I kind of like Love. consume that, sits well, digests easily, feel good on that. But like breads, pastas, yeah, nah, no thanks. I, I yeah. can't. I, before training, it's a no go. I'd almost rather just not eat if, that, if that's going to be like the majority of it. But, you know, for me, I've always just had like higher protein, you know, bef- you know, I, just, I don't know. My body just feels better on it. Carbs, they just like weigh me down. Protein, I'm I'm going. And so. some of that has to do with without like getting too deep into that because this would take an entire different direction. Depending on like your actual neurotype, like there's been research done about your personality types and pretty much like your brain chemistry, like your neurotransmitter uh, dominance, be it adrenaline, dopamine, acetylcholine, like some of those things there's certain nutritional and training protocols that suit pending your neurotype suit better. And some of them like pending, like if, if you're more sensitive to like dopamine and adrenaline, which like you, you respond really well to it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like you need, if you have, you need those carbs to like have that like calming effect to like kind of like bring you down to like help you go to sleep at night. But like, that's not something you would want before training somebody that's a little more like high anxiety might might do better with uh carbs before training to kind of help that's me this one to kind of help like bring them down a little bit where someone like myself like if i have them a little too close i get there and like it's hard for me to kind of like get active and like get ready mm-hmm. um which is also like something that's like really interesting but i don't want to like go down that route no that now. no that's yeah um because that's a that's, good topic and we'll a have lot to of talk people, about that some other time because yeah. it's something I've nerded out about a lot. Man. Yeah, they. I, I think everyone assumes like, oh, this does this for people, this does this for people. It's like, well, this does this for some people, mm-hmm. and this does this for other people. But if you, you, you kind of have to figure that out on your own. You probably, if you really think about it, if you eat different meals or, you know, if you have a higher protein meal, higher carb meal, you, you know, if you're aware of it while you're eating and then after you'll probably figure out what's going to be best for you before training, after training. And yeah, it's definitely, it definitely varies. I mean, you know, some people will eat a stack of pancakes and are like zooming me. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love eating an entire stack of pancakes, but like if I, if I'm going to do that, I'd like, if I can 
or like an entire dozen donuts. Yeah. I would like to save that towards like the end of the day, yeah. you know, yep. rather than like do that and then go train. Yeah. I'm not saying I haven't done that and won't, but. Um, What's the donut place we went to in Atlanta? Sublime Donuts. Sublime Donuts. Sublime. How many did you have? Four. So I had eight. You had eight. Yeah, I was going to say, they were gone. I didn't even get a chance. <laughs> Sorry. I remember we saying, I was like, we, we should probably get a... two dozen. Yeah, Tone was, speaking of eating a lot, Tone was like, yeah, um, how many are you going to eat? I said four. He goes, maybe uh, you should probably get a dozen and a half then. Uh, probably 18. I said, You're like, Tone, I'm eating I'm like eating two or three. Yeah, I'm going to eat two. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. So I need, I need, we'll probably need 18 then. And I said, <laughs> damn. I mean, Tone's over here. I mean, they had some good what donuts. Damn. The girl that worked there was from Philly. She oh, didn't really? know which part, but huh. she was from Philly. That was a very weird situation. Atlanta as a whole was it is. a lot of bizarre things. Yeah, going. if we get back to Atlanta, um, what, what, what would you? How would you summarize Atlanta? Was that was it? That your first time experiencing Atlanta? Atlanta? Atlanta. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I don't My think I've ever even there. driven through Atlanta. Um, first off, time moves differently down there. I don't Very. know if it was like a no, it was different. It felt like a simulation. I thought I like actually green. lived down there at a certain point. It, yes. I was like two days in, and I'm like, I, I'm here. I was born here. <laughs> it like, felt I, it felt like a horror movie. Like like kind of like I said, like time was moving at a different pace, and like you said, like we've been there forever. Like it just bizarre would be the word I would use. Just something about it, like it's hard to kind of. It was hard to put my finger on. Because when people, when I came back and people would ask me, they'd be like, how was it? What's it like there? And I was like, well, you know, we were pretty much at the meet like every day for the yeah. most part. So we didn't get to like go see Everywhere. a lot of stuff. But for the most part, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to, hard to kind of say. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I will say that Atlanta didn't blow me away. No. I mean, Fox Bros. I was just going to say some of the. Shout out to them. Yeah. Because they they got it down. Yeah. Barbecue wise, incredible. If you're ever in Atlanta, you have to go to Fox Bros. Literally just order anything and you're gonna have the time of your life. Man. That was the one of the first places I scoped out when I was compiling my list of food places yep. before we yeah. went down there. And I've seen that place on Diners, Drive Ins and Dives, which is one of my favorite shows. And it helps because anytime I travel, I I gotta know where the food spots are. Of so. course. Yeah. Sublime no, was another, off. or did I send you Sublime? You sent, I sent Sublime. you Sublime. But yeah, Fox Bros. That we went there twice. We by were there the way, twice, for anybody yeah. that doesn't know. I had to. I, I think I, I ordered the, the same thing each time. It was so good. Yeah, I went went back after weigh-ins because. Oh really? Know. You were there three times? No, no. I'm sorry. Post weigh-ins. <laughs> oh, I just meant okay. post weigh-ins. Yeah, three times would be wild. Yeah. I, I had to go back and see Renee. I would have been mad at you. I know. Me delicious. Yeah, delicious. I mean, the city. Eh. I mean, eh. I don't know. A lot of crackheads. Yeah. Lot. A lot of yeah, crackheads. Lots of, lots yeah. of, lots they were of trying people. to get energy drinks off me and shit. I'm like, no, I don't have them. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah. I did. I actually did. I just didn't give it to them. But they no. were like everywhere, like randomly on the sides of roads. Everywhere. Like highways. They were like aggressive too. The one guy literally came out to me in the middle of the highway. And I was like, bro, like, I don't know if this is safe out here. And he's no. like, you got energy drinks. I'm like, no, man, like, <laughs> I don't cut any energy drinks. I will say everyone is very nice in the South. That Southern hospitality yeah. is Yeah, is real. Yeah, so to that. Yeah. I mean, if they didn't know, I guess we should touch on the good old power build van breakdown. I was just about to say that has to be That was definitely that had a role in the in the week. In the rating of yeah. Atlanta, you know. Um, the sour taste. So obviously not a hot start. You know. Broke down on the way down. We were nine hours in. Van overheats, 
Uh, we literally were stuck on the side of the road for what, four hours? Four hours. Um, what, what happened first? So we we broke we broke down, right? On the Torrential highway. downpours. If you guys didn't get the full story, you're about to get it. Torrential downpours. We break down. Luckily, there was like a work zone for me to pull off of the highway and at least get out of the way somewhat. I still thought we were about to get smacked by an 18-wheeler. Multiple times. So we sat for 30 minutes. We're like, all right, there's an exit up about a mile. There's a Circle K. We can maybe get to that and get some coolant and be good. Started up. We get to the exit. I didn't know which direction it was, right or left. Of course, I picked the wrong fucking direction. Make a right instead of the left. And then the van is literally like the needles pinning off the H. So it's like hot as fuck. So I just pull over. I'm like, I don't really feel like blowing the engine of this van that I just bought a week ago. So we pull over. And, of course, I pull into like literally a mud pit. A like, mud pit. Like an absolute asshole. <laughs> But again, I'm like, oh, there's like at least a big shoulder here. I'm like trying to get the van off the road so we don't get smoked. Because again, it was like a hurricane out. I don't even know what the fuck happened. So we pull into this mud pit. We're just, I look under the hood. We're looking for leaks. We're not really seeing anything. You can clearly tell the coolant's a little low. I don't know. Time goes by. BK, you're right. You and Corey went and walked and got coolant. Yeah, we took a nice, probably mile. Mile walk. Mile walk. In it was still raining. Still raining. I lost a pair of shoes because we were in a mud pit. So the only way out was to jump into the mud pit because there was only one way out of this van. So lost a nice pair of shoes, but that's okay. Corey and I walked soggy shoes and all to the to the Circle K. And at this point, we were starting to scramble too because we weren't sure if the coolant was going to work. So we were trying for like backup plans, like, hey, you know, we might need an Uber or a Lyft oh. anywhere. And we we're in a town called Gaffney, South Carolina, which I'm sure is incredible. But the section that we were in, <laughs> <laughs> respect to all folks from Gaffney, South Carolina. But to give you an idea that the person working at the gas station had never heard of Uber or Lyft. <laughs> so, so when I had asked her, and Corey's first off... <laughs> I'm sorry, as I lay, I lay as I tell this. Corey is wandering up and down the aisle. What do we need? What, what is Colin? And I'm just trying to figure out what. For, I got him yelling at me in the back, and this woman who's never heard of an Uber or Lyft before. Um, I'm trying to explain to her what it might be, and she's like, "Taxi? You got taxis?" And I was like, "Yeah, similar to a taxi." And she's like, "Oh, those are, those are probably an hour plus away. Those are not." And I'm like, "Okay, well, God, we gotta." So I turn to Corey. He's still wandering up and down the aisle. He's so we finally get the coolant. We actually bought a couple other things because at this point we were just. Trying to make like a witch's brew solution because we didn't know what was wrong yeah. with the van. So we were just going to throw a bunch of stuff in a pot at this point and just hopefully throw it at the van, <laughs> pray to, to whoever we pray to, and hopefully it works. So we, we get some stuff, we walk back, and uh, it, it, it didn't work. It yeah. didn't, the coolant did not work. We poured the coolant in, that fixed, but then we couldn't get the car to turn over. We drained the battery because we were all like trying Charging to charge our, our phones. We're like turning the, trying to turn it on, then yeah. turning it off. Uh. Basically, after we got the coolant, we had one guy helping us already, right? Like he was like, he not when we got the coolant. He was another half hour out. Okay, so the, the first guy was like a half an hour out. When did we get the guy with the jumper cables? Did we go back? We had to go back to the Circle K. That's so, right. You got in the van with – or no, you got – some random dude comes up. 
in a truck with a huge trailer. So we're like, ah, he it must know what the, he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, yeah. We like kind of like flag him he, down. He, yeah, he kind of like stops like, hey, is everything all right? And we're like, ah, we're fucked. And he like stopped, took a look at it, couldn't really figure it out himself, brought us to the gas station, right? Like Brought you, Julius and, and David yeah, back to Julius the gas station. Julius and David. I was got, afraid for them. Yeah, they I, got, we like, might not have ever saw them. Literally, just like they jump in a fucking truck with a random stranger. Yeah, David's like literally ready for war at all times, <laughs> at so we were perfectly time. fine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at all times, not me. Input input your uh, mass photo with all yeah. your weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? At this point? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. What are your favorite one? Your favorite. <laughs> so they had to go back to buy the jumper cables, which they didn't have. But yeah. thankfully, there was this random gentleman who dates one of the people that worked at the gas station. Just chilling. Was chilling because, you know, he was waiting for her to get off work. Meanwhile, she didn't get off till 10. It was 7.30. So he was just spending his his, his Thursday night was being spent at the gas station. Yeah, this but is a thing that people do, apparently. This is a thing. I, this is how much entertainment Gaffney had to offer, at least a section of Gaffney. But So, yeah, I mean, but while all this going on, you were, like, playing with switches. And, I mean, you oh, looked like I you were. I was, I was looking you up were, YouTube video after YouTube video. I was, like, pulling fuses were, out. I was ready like, to. I was ready to actually take some of the fuses from one fuse box and put them in another because this guy on YouTube was like, yeah, if you need the extra fuse, just pull them from here and put them in here. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. That sounds right. I'm like, I fucking. It looked like, you ever play Battleship where you're plugging and playing stuff? Oh, of course. That's what Colin looked like I was like, the hood. like this, this might work. You know, this would be a cool story. And I'm like, this might actually work. The stranger's ripping up the carpet because yeah. the battery's under the, the driver's seat. So he's like ripping up the, he's like. That's how it is yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he's just very weird. Stuff apart. Very weird. So thankfully Fucking they came. Engineers. But meanwhile, this is all going on. We've had, you know, Colin called an Uber. I'm sorry, called it a taxi. We called a mobile mechanic. Colin also had a tow truck on its way. These are all an hour and a half, two plus hours yeah. away. Our desperate plan was to take a taxi. Yep. Fifty miles, I think it we was. We were going to take a taxi from Gaffney oh, to Charlotte. To Charlotte. So the taxi was from Charlotte. So they were driving from Charlotte to Gaffney, which is an hour. They were going to pick us up, bring us back to Charlotte Airport to go to the, like, the rental Enterprise, place, whichever yeah. one, and get a car to then come back to Gaffney, to pick up the else. other guys, and then get our asses to Atlanta while we were going to have the van towed to some fucking mechanic in Gaffney. So I was already – I was 125 in on the progressive roadside assistance tow truck. I was another 240 in with fucking whatever taxi service we were using from Charlotte. And then lo and behold, we jumped the van. And then, do we know the guy's name? The first guy who got it to like actually start up? He was just jiggling shit around. He was just jiggling stuff. He ain't got no power to it. Literally, he was like, please. Dude, he just kept saying. You need to do this guy's fucking impression. I jumped out of the van. He just, he just, not to cut you off. He just, I didn't understand him at first. I mean, respectfully, I did he just jumped out. He goes, um, <clears throat> "You ain't get no power to it." And I said, "I said, uh, what'd you say?" He said, "It's pouring rain. I'm, it's been a long day." And he just, "You ain't get no power to it." And I said, "I said, I don't, I don't think so." Like I know nothing about cars, too, so I really don't know if he said like a high level car mechanic technical thing. And then he finally said it again. Yeah, like yeah, he did. He was listening. Slang. What was on his radio? Gunna, you yeah, told me when you told me that he pulled up listening to Gunna. He did. I remember it was great. Like, it was great. He was great. Shout out to him. Awesome. Just to continue to kind of praise this guy. We're in the mud pit. Yeah. My man had. Do you remember what Crocs. he was wearing? 
Crocs and socks on in the mud. He's an ankle deep in this mud. Socks soaked. <laughs> he's just, oh, he was great. I don't remember his name. David? Not David. What was his name, David? He, <laughs> he he was, was in Miami. Yeah. He, he had just come back from Miami, and somebody was like, "Oh, did you see Rick Ross?" And he was like, "Now nah. I was looking for a belt of danger, though." <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. And I, was I, like, I, didn't, I didn't know who that was when you told me that, which you is didn't, funny. You didn't know who that was. Remember when you told me that story oh, the yeah, first yeah. night when I, I got down there? Him of all people. I love, of all people. I should have. <laughs> I should have known, that, but I didn't. So yeah, he was great. And then the other gentlemen with the jumper cables were also awesome. And yeah. And then long only story short. A couple gentlemen from the south helped us out, somehow got us back on the fucking road, and we made it another three hours to Atlanta. And then, just to kind of sum up the story, if you guys were wondering about the van, the next day we show up to the meet, right? We get there, golden. golden. Next, or uh, As the meet ends, we leave. We're like, oh, we're good. We're about two miles from the house. <laughs> All of a sudden, it starts overheating. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. So we pulled into... Uh, I don't know, a fucking gas station, filled it up with coolant again. And that's kind of where we noticed the – like, that's finally where we seen the leak happening. So we are like, all right, we're leaking coolant. We filled it up. We got home. The next day we took it to GP Automotive. I want to shout them out. Yeah, big shout-out. <laughs> big shout-out to GP Automotive in Atlanta, actually Ellenwood. Um, to be specific. Yeah, we, we brought the van in. They, they replaced some rear coolant assembly hose and, uh, yeah, fixed it up, came home. No, uh, no, n- nothing on the way home, right? It's just, no, I thought we did have to bring it back because of the check engine light. Yeah, the so check engine light ended up coming on a day later, and then we brought it back, and I think it was just, I don't know, maybe a glitch or something sensor like that. Or something. Sensor or something like that, but she was good on the way home, 12 hours, 13, 14 hours, whatever the fuck it took us. Yeah. We oh, didn't. Man. 20 minutes after getting back Damn. on the road, back on the highway, heading to Atlanta. And it's... This storm must have followed us from for, for, for hours. We were literally in a monsoon it, for eight hours. Raining <laughs> sideways, like beating the crap out of the van. Yeah. Just just as like over the radio. We did. We were the storm. It was a metaphor. Like that was yeah. it was terrible. But uh yeah, no, I, a car I mean we were going sixty at that point, which probably was still too fast for the storm conditions, but you know, we were trying to make up a little bit of time. I think but down there the uh MBH limits are it's like 70, 75 on this road, so I was driving slow for them. But this guy goes zooming by, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like turning the car. I was like, I was like, you see that guy? He's, he's making like a U-turn. He wasn't making a U-turn. He went from lane one to lane four real quick, then over the barrier, did a barrel roll, <laughs> and then rolled again. We pulled over, called 911. We obviously yeah. tried to pass along some good, some good yeah. karma and good vibes, and check on the guy because you know it didn't look good. Mm. So we checked. Julius went over, checked on him. He was he was. Thankfully, very okay. Crawled out. He crawled, he crawled out, out of his truck, which was upside down. Yeah, and he was fine, thankfully. Yeah. That was the yeah. That was there the was thing. literally like it must have been a tro- tow truck on that road because like within seconds it was already there. I was yeah. like, huh, interesting. Ours was an hour and a half away, so we couldn't fucking we couldn't pay one with any amount of money to come for us within. An hour. Well, you did pay one for what well, we did. Not to come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did pay one. I got a five hundred. I forgot to tell you that. So on my credit card, I actually thought it was thought it was fraud. Yeah. I literally went through the whole process of like changing out my card because I thought like someone hacked my card. No, it was just Lyft held the charge because we called an Uber. It was so far away. It was going to be a five hundred dollar ride to Charlotte. So Lyft held five hundred dollars as like a 
thing. Like Holy a, like shit. a lateral. Yeah, like a, they gave it back that to me. That would have been a $500 lift. That's, that's crazy. What they, that's what they were, yep, that's what they held on my. Wow. Literally went through the process to I cancel that my Discover card. I guess that taxi ride wasn't bad then. 240. 240, right. Thankfully, I was not in the van for the ride down because I was flying down to meet everybody there. But I remember that Thursday night at 7.30, I had just gotten off of work at 7. I got to the gym to train. BK calls me. It's like 7.30. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like expecting him to be like, yeah, we're there, almost there. And then tells me like, ah, yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're on the side of the road. We're in uh, North Carolina. Uh, been on the road. You guys were on the side of the road for at least two and a half hours by that point. You were still three hours out from Atlanta. I just remember you telling me that. I was like, this sounds like a fucking nightmare. It was. Getting wet. Corey's like running. That was a trip in and of itself. Walking to the, the, the gas station with Corey. I love, <laughs> I love him. Uh, funny. Funny as hell. But yeah, he was. There was a car that actually pulled up beside us. Um, I said, hey, you guys need a ride? And Corey, like, grabbed me. He's like, no, no, we're good. Like, let's let's get out of here. We're good. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Yeah. So. They were probably just nice people. Trying that's what out. I thought. That's what he, I was like, Corey, I would. He's like, no, no, we don't, we don't get in the car. I mean. He was looking out. It's hard to believe there's any human trafficking going on in Gaffney. Nobody wants me anyway. At that point. I just feel like. <laughs> I, I, I feel like down there was probably actually just like a genuine, like, Everyone hey, he's a good Samaritan. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, out of nowhere, the guy from Miami, I wish we knew his name. Well, when you, well, that first, that Thursday night, that first night that I was there, and I remember you basically telling me the entire story of like the how the, the van broke down with the, the yeah. car accident, the guys that stopped and helped. And you like, were there. I that was fucking, were... it was like I was there. It was oh, like a man. movie, like I saw it. Wonderful gentleman. Some of it was on film. If you guys haven't checked out the vlogs Please yet, make sure you check them out. out. Yes. David put on a show, vlog one and two. Vlog one, you're going to see the breakdown. Are there vlog more two, there's out? some more. Yeah. What we got? Vlog three? Vlog three, man. Might be a little boring. I don't know yet, but it's gonna, it might be the closer. I feel like that you can do anything. There's, It'll I know good. there's, I mean, the cameras were on a lot, and I know there was a lot of Sue's good got some shit that got content. picked up. Yeah. Did we did, did we did we get the wing stop? Oh, that was in that's episode. On, that was on episode, that's on episode two. two. Okay. I wish David made it in or Sue made it into the wing stop with oh. us because the conversations were great in there as well. Interesting. Very interesting situation. Very interesting on, down man. there. So where do you currently stand with the van right now? The van's good. Um, not gonna lie, I did call the dealership and I was like, listen, <laughs> I want to fucking exchange this thing. Fuck this van. Uh, they, I mean, they're supposed to give me a call back. Did you tell him the whole story? I told him the whole story. He felt really bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like the guy is like a genuine guy. I don't, I don't know if he's just, <laughs> re- he's a really good salesman. They, <laughs> he honestly, like, you know, he, he, he like, he seems like he's really invested in like my happiness. And it's just like, <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, are you guys just fucking with me right now? Cause like, I don't know. But he apparently they're gonna call me back. I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's a Tahoe on the lot that I've been eyeing up. Mm. Might just fucking exchange it. I don't know though. I mean, it's we'll, the team we'll, bus. Yeah, it's, it's really, like the and, team and bus. It made, it, it's got such a good story. It yeah, made I mean, its at way this point, there's some sentimental value. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, it means. <laughs> well, I wasn't in there. So, None you of you know, guys drove it. Well, Colin drove it. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little different. If you didn't drive it. You didn't know. No. Thing to the floor, you're going 60 miles an hour. <laughs> you guys talk about the booth, having a booth? 
Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, did we a little bit? No, no, we the had booth. a booth. Yeah, we did have the booth. That was cool. This is our first like big event that we sponsored. We had the booth set up. It went well. It was cool. It was definitely cool. People liked a lot of the gear. Yeah. People liked Power Build. People have heard of Power Build. Yeah, shorts flew I off saw the shelves. A lot of people coming by like. Throughout the meet, I was like starting yeah. to see everyone's wearing a Powerbill shorts. I'm like, this is sick. I was, I was like, like, who, who, who the, the fuck, fuck that is, is that? Yeah. <laughs> but that was cool. You on our team? You know anybody? Like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. I just bought the shorts. Yeah. yeah. So they were sick. Uh, the one girl was wearing it like three days. She, yeah, she, like, her favorite shorts. It was crazy. Yeah, we got yeah. some good reviews. Shorts, they're definitely digging the shorts. We got more shorts on the way. We're going to do some mesh shorts. We're going to do more performance shorts. We already got to restock the fucking. Yeah, you guys right for the, summer. the green shorts are like, they're like gone. We need to get more. The tiger camo. People like the tiger camo look. Somebody also took my. Uh, what's that? That's. I mean, I. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> Somebody took my gray Powerbuild Lifting Club shirt down there. It was when I was taking it off to do the the tracksuit picture. They probably knew with it my, was yours with dude. my boy Jim, who you know I handled down there. I can get you another one. Well. I mean that's kind of besides the fact, you but know, it was yeah. just like I put it I put it down next to my book bag and I like come back and because everybody's ready to leave, waiting for me and I'm trying to change. I'm like I can't find my fucking shirt. Yeah, it was gone. I'm like what? I've left so much stuff over here. We've left tons of stuff. Yeah, who would just take this shirt? Somebody took it though. So whoever has that shirt down in Atlanta, if you're from Atlanta or if you're from if you were traveling to Atlanta, I've sweated in that shirt many times blood sweat and tears it literally so like hopefully if you're a lifter and you have that shirt hopefully you can carry it over yeah i mean it's like I, it's, it's like I, that it, felt it's passed on yeah it's true there's some anabolic uh properties yeah. in that 100 so i know that's a fact shout out to whoever has that shirt now we're gonna get tone a new shirt too <laughs> i will say this tone went full full uh investment i would say into this look tone and his client they bought that matching jumpsuits uh, and and just so you know, Tone and I didn't even get a photo uh, after my meet. So up. I feel like you guys should get a photo after. Really, this. we should just get time. a photo here because we will. We will. Yeah. To be clear, so the gym who I had handled, that's Garrett's. Yeah. Um, he, not my client. Oh. So, but oh, right, I've, I've handled him at a meet. I handled the both of them at a meet in uh, February, and basically with the, uh, I guess the ability to handle him at national. He was like, I want someone to handle me at this meet to kind of like, you know, know what's going on then to handle me at nationals. I was originally not going to go this year. Yeah. I wasn't competing, but I was already just going to not go. But then I just remember a, it was looking like some people were going to need handling. And I'm like, well, I'll go. Yeah. And so after I handled him at, um, at his meet in February, he was like, Hey, what's your address? Um, I'm going to send you something. Cause you know, like after uh, when I handle somebody, we always got to do like the, the wise guy picture afterwards like hand over wrist like just you know gotta get the picture smiling but then you gotta get like the yeah the wise guy picture so he's like what's your address i'm sending you something i'm like oh, okay i'm like i have no idea what this could be and then i come back and it was a fucking brand new red adidas tracksuit which red's my favorite color i don't know i don't think he knew that i think he just happened to Pick get me that because because he, he got a blue one and i know that those things aren't cheap yeah and they're not really they're hard to find so he was like, this will be for nationals, like, at the end. So I packed it to wear it for that reason. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that was I, that was full committal. Shout out to him, too. He placed first, right? He took second. Second? He took second uh, Masters in the 90 kg. Yeah. He had a great day. He hit squat PR. He had a bench PR and a deadlift PR. He scratched his third deadlift because it was 
all he had on the yeah. second. But yeah, had a great day great. as well. Shout out to Jim. Hell yeah. Garrett also won. I know he did. That motherfucker's a phenom. I wish I, I, I want to be him when I grow up. The next time I grow <laughs> yeah. up, like, no, yeah, he's a beast. When I come back, you know. Yeah, it was cool seeing them down there. And, they've yeah. done our meets before. I think they did one or two. I think they've done like a few of our meets before. Garrett always like puts on a show. Mm-hmm. Jim, I think did Jim do our meet or he do a different meet? I think he did a different meet. The meet that I handled him at was at Chiseled Life Fitness okay. down yeah. in. Uh, so he did a different meet, but, Columbia, Maryland. But yeah, he's. Still, I mean, he's done a ham bunch of meets, oh, tons yeah. of meets. Yeah. Awesome people. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. We touched on a lot. We touched on a lot. I feel like you guys were probably there with us at this point. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Took a little detour. So. It was good. I mean, it was, it was, it was good. It was eventful. It was a uh, it very, was a very eventful for sure. I mean, yeah. even you guys with the van, but even just being down there. Just the, yeah, the whole experience was was. We're not driving to Vegas. No. No, nah, we're flying. Next year, USPA tested Nats is in Vegas, and we will not be driving. That'll be some trouble. I think people need to act, also prepare themselves for the real world power build coming to a local. Yeah, David. How, broadcast can we, can we make TV that station real world near power you. Build? We're just gonna start a fucking straight reality. Well, that show. was kind of yeah. That was essentially what the vlogs were. The vlogs, we just, yeah, did, I mean, just that, didn't know it a, yet. That's like the the pilot. Yeah. This is the pilot. Yeah. We got to get picked up from somewhere. Somebody. We might end up on like some fucking. Maybe you know. E. Maybe <laughs> yeah. pick it up yeah. or something like that. That would be It'll nuts. It'll be like, tonight at 9 o'clock, keeping up with the Kardashians, season 37. <laughs> and then at 10 o'clock, the real world power bill. <laughs> great. I think people would want to watch we'll it. I, 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 I like the we'll vlogs. We'll I, some... I thought the vlogs were good. Uh, we could it. definitely do it. We have the characters. I know that. <laughs> that's for sure. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All right. I think that's a wrap, guys. Appreciate you coming on as as usual. Appreciate the OG edition. Me. Tone and BK. We'll make this a regular thing. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I think there's been – did we get one up? I think this is like the only week gap we've ever had. But yeah, it is what it is. This well, one's – Well, there's a hidden episode. It's probably never going to air. Possibly down the road. We can <laughs> We we filmed one in Atlanta. You don't want to see it, though. <laughs> I want to see it. It's under the influence. No. I have to see that. Maybe we'll show a little sneak peek at okay, some point. All right. but Just show me off yeah. the record, then. Appreciate the support of the podcast. One of the coolest things that happened down there was, like, multiple people came up to me and were like, yeah, watching the podcast, really like it. And I was like, really? Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they it's saw like us. still so new. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, really? it's still, it's like a that shock. Cool. But yeah. Yeah, we've been getting some good feedback. Um, going to continue to mix it up, keep you guys entertained, give you guys some good information. I feel like we had a ton of really good information on this one. This if was, you guys are looking to compete. This was long, yeah. One, yeah, we did good. Yeah. We did good. So, As always, could, we could be here all night. Have fun, well. David. We could easily be here all night. But we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Obviously, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like, comment, ring the notifications bell, listen to this on any of your fucking streaming platforms with podcasts. Yeah, watch the vlogs, yeah, Please man. watch you, the vlogs. If you guys want some laughs, I'm telling you right yeah. now, you got to watch there. the vlogs. They're definitely there. They don't get enough love. Yeah, we, 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 have some, we have some characters, man. But there's more to come with that. So those of you, we actually had people in the gym today, David, like, where's vlog number three? So really? I was like, it, yeah, wait for it. It'll be worth it. So, again, we appreciate all the support, guys. Um You'll be seeing another episode here soon. 
I don't know who. If you guys have any special guests you would like to see, throw their name in the comments. We'll get them here. We'll make it happen. Elon Musk. Elon Musk there you go. Probably out of our league, but I'll <laughs> send him a DM tonight. I'll probably answer. Peace. Yeah. Right, David. Too too long, buddy. How long was it? Hour thirty-five. Oh, really?